Hello everyone, welcome to Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends, a podcast where I speak to people much more interesting than myself. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 3 of Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends, the podcast where I chat to people much more interesting than myself. And on today, I have the purveyor, owner, and uh, tax dodger from cans across the world. It's Mr. Sean O'Neill. Yay! Hey, welcome. Only do it for the pre-beer. Like. <laughs> That's true as well. Yeah, anybody who's not familiar, cans across the world is an excellent uh, blog, video series, podcast. Anywhere Sean can uh, drink free beer in the medium of entertainment, he'll do it. So if you have, a, if you have the, the, the internet means, which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this podcast, Go check out cans across the world and have a wee scan while you're enjoying this episode of myself and Sean talking shite. I've been very lucky to be on the podcast a couple of times as a guest. And uh, even more recently, Sean and myself did a, a very special episode, like a video blog show. Yeah, that, that was... What are we doing there? <laughs> so uh, the good people at Hobgoblin had sent us a uh, beer bugs tasting menu. It was made by uh, a chef called James Ramsden. And he's based in Hackney. He's got a wee restaurant. It's a wee Michelin star, you know, Protestants go there, sort of fancy place. <laughs> the rich, the rich stuff. But uh, that's why he put together a beer and bugs tasting menu. And it's uh, roasted crickets, grasshoppers, fucking you name it. The bugs are on the menu. It's based around sustainability. And uh, it's paired with Hobgoblin beer. So you got your Ruby Porter, your... Uh, fucking what was the lager the king goblin lager and stuff like that imperial stout uh was one of them as well yeah um, i feel like i feel like this is the only time you and i are <laughs> going to be mentioned in the same sentence as a michelin star i know <laughs> yeah dunlop yeah. stars <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it actually was fun we um we made a thing where we, we reviewed each flavor of crickets with the pairing of the beer so that i mean that's where you're at right now how how the hell did you come up with the idea of a beer blog and end up eating bugs and drinking beers? Where where did the blog come from? Uh, it all came from way back in the day. Like, because Stu used to be a part of it as well. He does a crazy disco Stu. Um, we were in uh, the same same job together. And I had a blog. It was uh, Beard Filled Burrito, where I would review craft beers and stuff like that. And he was getting into craft beer. Um, so we eventually thought, why don't we fucking write some blogs together? So we started doing the articles and then the podcast started. We were all like, oh, we'll do one, one a month. So we did one a month and it was like 20 minutes. And we're like, oh, this is actually not too bad. So we started doing one every two weeks and then eventually it became every Friday um, where we just like sit together in an afternoon and have like four or five beers, which was four or five episodes. Um, Then... It just kind of kept going on and on. And then now uh, it's at the stage where I'm doing it on my own. And there's so many like craft beer companies getting in touch and just going like, oh, here, go on, uh, check us out and tell us what you think of it. I was like, what? You want to? You want me to talk about your product for free? <laughs> I was like, that's how it works. Like, what's the PayPal link here, lad? What do I owe yeah. you? Do you, um, I suppose going from from buying your own beers to people being like, "Here, do you want to try this?" and you're like, "Of course, I want to try this." If it was if it yeah. was pet if it was pish off a nettle, I'd be like, "Aye, give it a go." 100 percent, like, 
yeah, so like uh, people just like send us all sorts and uh, just get in touch. Like there was a crowd got in touch with me a couple of days ago, uh, Freestar Brain, and they're exclusively zero zero percent like uh, alcohol free beers. And I was like, I fuck send it across. I have a look at it, but it, it arrived. The article is going to come out this Sunday. Um, but it's just all the zero percent beers and stuff to get there, part of dry January sort of thing. Uh, so you get in touch with all sorts of people. Uh, here's yeah. the thing though you, you don't normally do dry January, you do no crack November, yeah. So, no crack November is a wee charity effort that I do, and the crack was it started a couple of years ago, uh, where I was like, I'm going to give up the drink and raise money for homeless charity shelter. Um, and then I incorporated it in the cans because I was like, oh, well, why don't we do like alcohol-free beer reviews? And we're coming into December as a fucking heavy month anyway. <laughs> like we're, uh, <laughs> to say the least, like, so if you can give your a wee break before you destroy it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> just going off, off the drink and raising money for charity. Um because I'm, you know, I'm too much of a hipster to do fucking uh, sober o- October or dry January. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, my part of this story was I've known Sean for a fair few years now. And I had the great thing where I was like, I, I should do the, the No Crack November with you. and But like I wasn't doing it in any official capacity. I just kind of wanted to do it to be like in solidarity, brother. And uh, I think it lasted two days and I took a drink without even thinking about it. Like I said, I was like, I'll go off the drink too. I went to my brother's house to watch a football match and he's just like, do you want a beer? And I just went, aye. I just took a drink. And as soon as I took a drink, I just went, right. Uh, that was as committed as I was to that fucking venture. Forgot I said I was going to do it. I just <laughs> had a sip. I wasn't at day two or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll just give you a text being like, I here. Sorry, that. fuck that one. I <laughs> uh, give it a go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I give the worst go ever. Uh, this is actually the longest I haven't had a drink in ages, and that's because I've had fucking COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I won't say. So the crack there, and you're in you're an ISO at the minute. I'm an ISO for now, a few days, but hopefully when this podcast is up, I'll be out and about again. So yeah, pretty mental. I even had him, even though I was saying I wasn't going to be boozing. I made a mind was like, you try a few hot whiskeys, always helps me. I'm like, it's not the fucking cold. I don't have the cold. <laughs> And also, bit of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I also I can't leave the house, so I can't go get cloves and lemons. Region. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you're, fucking... if you're also if you're gonna, I know, I know you're a beer blogger, but if you're gonna do hot whiskeys, fucking do it right. Stop giving me this bullshit. There's nothing worse than somebody offering you a hot whiskey and you go, "Oh fuck, I," and then it's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I it's like I've had uh, I've had like mold wine before, where it's just hot hot red wine. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're like. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not even that? the yeah. It's not even the fucking the fortified wine either. It's just straight up like gallo or something like there, <laughs> like boiled in a pan. Like fuck me, lad. <laughs> Get it together. You're like, did you put any fruit in this? Did you spice anything? What are you on about? Bit of nutmeg. What's nutmeg? Ah, uh, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> oh, it's wild. But oh, uh, you're you're gonna be out of so soon anyway. I'll be out of my so soon, and then. By fucking hook or crook, we have come up with this idea a lot about a year and a half ago called Stouting About, which we have to do because it's winter time. It's the perfect time for drinking stout. We're going to do a special Cans Across the World episode where we just get absolutely chinned on stouts. Not sure how it's going to work at present because we're still 
locked down and can't hang out for now. Four, I don't know. When is this thing in? Four weeks? Is it four weeks left? I don't even know. They keep extending it. That's like a fucking Kanye West album. It's like, oh yeah, like uh, see that release date? That's sort of like up in the air at the minute. Yeah, it's been delayed <laughs> um, more times than the release of fucking The New Mutants. But you watched the other night, and I'm not sure why they kept the it because it was just a very mediocre movie. Oh, shit. I was hope- had high hopes for it, like it. <sighs> wasn't to be. What about you? How are you staying sane? Actually, one of the good things about the old COVID, uh, because obviously I wasn't able to go to work and eat buns and biscuits, I think I've lost a bit of weight by obviously not being able to eat for about four days because I was just sweating and drinking water, which is great. <laughs> yeah, like, same here, man. Like, because uh, the, the food in the place where I work is amazing. Um, so every lunchtime I'm having this fucking heavy fat drenched sandwich like one of them sandwiches where if you like uh like threw it at a wall it'll stick yeah grease um fuck it so great food and i've lost a wee bit of weight because that there but i've been starting to do the home workouts again as well uh so i've been doing my uh stretches i've got a big list of stretches to do and then if i make it through that i'll start doing like just pull-ups and push-ups and stuff like that but on the first day, I only managed five pull-ups. Uh, I'm back up to about 12 now, and I'm start, sort of building on as I go. But I, uh, after I did the five, I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm nowhere near as strong as I used to be. And I was like, I was peered down on myself, and I was just going, like, oh, think about it. You've done fuck all for a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you've only yourself to blame. Doing the hummock walk on the dog. I suppose you went from working in an indoor adventure race course basically to not. So it's it's a different yeah. story. We're not demonstrating a fucking ninja course. And now you're having to do your own exercise. I was the same. Like I just got very daunted looking at my preseason, um, my preseason training for like the football club, which there's absolutely no motivation to do because we don't know when we're gonna be back. So people are like, I'll get yourself super fit. I'm like, Yeah, I'll get myself super fit, and then by the time we're able to play. I'll be so burnt out and bored of it. I just won't bother my home. So yeah, it's pure oh, it's a mental game. I'm like, look, I I've been fit before. I know what it takes. I just have literally no motivation to be doing it right now. <laughs> and also, I have a dodgy uh, right shoulder. So see, you're a bit pull ups. Do press ups all day. See, do pull ups. Fucking my right shoulder. I'm right handed, but my right shoulder just kind of starts degrading as I go. I get through about five or six of them. And then I just, I look like an old fella trying to climb up the stairs blocked. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, my, I've been watching, I've been watching fucking Cobra Kai recently and see you saying that you've got an injury in the right shoulder. I'm just saying, if I'm ever marking that man, he yeah. better keep me on his left. <laughs> it's like, in order, in order to get him. <laughs> just to be chopped in the back of the shoulder, like bang. <laughs> oh man. But uh, what... Go, going back to the, the beer blog as well, because obviously you're generating sort of content week to week. I know you've got that lovely uh, not percent that you're, you have to get into the gift pack you got. Do you have a do you have a favorite thing that you've got sent to you by one of the companies? Because um, you get all sorts of lovely wee merch. You know, every every once in a while, Sean will message me, be like, "Look what I got." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> I'm paying for my booze like some sort of poor person." Um, there, there's there's so much cool stuff. Uh. Like I've been really thankful that people are reaching out and going like, "Oh, here, we trust you to like check out this." But I got this uh, the homebrew kit, um, which is the it's called the Painter, and I've been brewing beer and stuff like that. I made a, a beer and a cider as well, um, 
but then just before Christmas, like they sent the new updated taps for it and says like, oh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for the support. Here's the, the new version of the taps. Um, so when you're finished brewing, it'll pour easier and stuff like that. Um, so that I thought that lovely. was cool that not only did they send me this thing to check out and brew beer in, but they also like remembered that they sent it and fired me through the updated taps for it as well. So it was, it was really nice. <laughs> That's class, man. Especially to be like, here, here, make your own beer. And you're like, I oh, will. I fucking will. Yeah. Yeah. Just you watch, right? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a couple of bottles of Sean's first creation and it was frankly delightful. I was well yeah. off with that. Like, uh, it was free so beer, cool, like uh, free beer that you've made yourself is just fucking delightful. <laughs> that's that's really cool as well because uh, it takes like I think it, it creates about twelve pints, um, which is roughly about seventeen or eighteen thirty three thirty mil bottles. Yeah, so it was fucking class. Like, if you're cool. drinking on your own, that's a mighty amount of beer to be tackling. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I like uh, I went up to that wee brew shop. Um, there's a wee beer bottle shop up in the Upper Newton Arge Road, up in Ballyhackin area, um, where you can buy all your your beer bottles and caps and all that kind of shit. Because I thought if that's up there, I'm just going to be drinking every day. <laughs> so uh, I like bottled it up and started giving it out to people. Yeah, then... you also did the good idea where you brewed it during No Crack November. So because let's face it, if you give me one of those things, I know they'll be like, right don't drink this for two weeks because it could be fucking dangerous. I'd definitely just be like, I'm going to do a test where I drink a wee bit of it every day and see how it's changing the taste, which is probably wildly dangerous, but that, that's why it's good that you did it when you weren't supposed to be boozing because at least you weren't tempted to sample yourself. Yeah, because there's two stages. You've got your brewing stage and then you've got your conditioning stage. Yeah. Um, and if you drink it before the conditioning stage, possibility that you go blind. <laughs> but... Uh... That reminds me of, uh, like, my granddad used to make potching back in the day. And he, uh, like, I think everybody's granddad. But him and, him and his brother um, fucking, yeah, basically just nearly went blind off the stuff. Like, crazy. I would just, when you're testing it out, just be like, have we set that? You'd be gone. You're like, aye, cool. I do not feel well. <laughs> <laughs> Cold mental, like. Yeah. But what um, is there anything coming up? Any exclusive you can give us about anything that's being reviewed on the the show? Any any major uh, plans? I've got a I've got a good few things. I'm going to start doing more video content. Uh, I've been writing down all my wee ideas. Just I'll be starting doing them this week because last week was fucking miserable. <laughs> but uh, not get too into that. But I'm I'm feeling better now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, January's January's a bastard of a month as well without being locked in the house for fucking ten days. Like, oh, for sure, man. Um, so gonna be starting doing more video stuff, but the uh, what do you call it? The alcohol-free stuff. Um, I'm gonna do that article for Sunday, which is gonna include a wee video and stuff as well. So, yeah, more generally more video content, and then, um. Hopefully, I'll get working through my list of brewery visits and stuff like that. I know. I was so up for a couple of brewery visits this year as well. Uh, myself and Sean and some other friends of ours, we had great plans during the summer, waiting for lockdown to end. And then whenever it did sort of ease up a bit, a lot of the places didn't reopen anyway, so we couldn't go. Kind yeah, of there, 
raging like because uh, we all had tickets for the bull house tap room yes it was going to be fucking class because uh a bunch of us like had tickets for the same time slot and all and i was like yeah fucking session let's go yeah nope <laughs> it didn't happen so uh i know hopefully soon <laughs> then i got refunded because i got refunded because we're like oh we can't do the tap room and then they were able to do a tap room as long as you bought like a five course meal i was like no i just want beers <laughs> i know that's shove, fucking mad shove your fucking five course meal I'm just here for the pints because Bullhouse's beer is class so I don't need anything with it <laughs> oh um, so I'll not mention what bar it is but there was a bar in Belfast uh, me and my mate were in and they gave us uh, they gave us empty bags to put on the table so it looked like they gave you food and oh, we just amazing. went and had a wreck of pints <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying it is <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really, really happy about that because like he can't fucking eat a dinner in every establishment you go to. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so we uh we had already like at dinner in the house because we're not fucking savages like. But yeah. uh, going downtown um just for a wreck of pints and then everybody's expecting you to have a dinner. The other thing as well is I think whenever the idea came in where you had to eat a substantial meal while having pints totally dead away with my favorite pints now do, do you have um there's different there's different degrees of this folks people will say like their favorite pint uh, a good pint is like uh seven o'clock in the morning going on a stag do in an airport pint that's a good pint yeah uh but like that's that's once in a blue moon um uh, uh, so i but i would say one of the the main good pints you can have that is commonly commonly used or commonly allowed is the i've just finished work on a friday couple of pints pints yeah that's a good pint. That can be that can be anywhere between one to four pints. They're good pints, like. Yeah. And you you had to get away away from that because they were like, oh, you have to have a fucking burger and chip. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm gonna have three no. pints and then I'm gonna go home and get a chippy tea on the way home. These are important pints. Yeah, I mean they they've taken that away. Like my favorite pint was uh, you're out you're out the town on a Saturday doing a bit of shopping because like you're out getting a fucking I don't know what what do people drive buy trousers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But uh, just next, I think I think maybe maybe that's where my problem is. Like I, I just go like I'm gonna go buy trousers so I can have a pint. <laughs> but um, so uh, being being out the town and doing a bit of shopping, I get a bit stressed because too many people makes me a wee bit anxious. Yeah. Uh, so then I just think like, oh fuck, I I'd love a wee pint. So you land under like Kelly Sellers, um, there's a fire going. Grab a wee a wee pint of Guinness. And you're sitting there and you're sipping away and you're having a good time. Look on your phone, check the news, whatever you might do. Uh, but then you get a wee text then from your mate and going like, oh, oh uh, what are you up to? Oh, just having a wee bite in Kelly's. Oh, I'm in town. I have two seconds. I'll come over. And then he goes like, oh, uh, why don't you just leave? Just leave the shopping in my house here and we'll head down, down for a bite to eat. So then... Basically, it turns into four in the morning. You're waiting on the Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like just just a session. <laughs> uh, but uh, like you I can't think... have that that spontaneous. <laughs> I was trying to to call it because I was just like, you know, seven a.m. going to a stag do pint, Friday after work pint. You've essentially described it as the going to buy trousers and going missing until Wednesday pint. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I, I love, I miss that spot in the 80. 
Like now everything has to be fucking organized and yeah, this is true. Uh, I'm trying to think of another good point. Actually, Kelly Sellers in Belfast, which is a, a very famous elderly or old uh, elderly, it's an old pub. Basically, it's been there. Like the United Irishmen used to meet there in the fucking 18th century for pints, which is great. Love that. Where people yeah. still meet up to complain about governments, and they actually planned an overthrow <laughs> one over pints. What a bunch of guys. Um, <laughs> but there's they used to do a brilliant thing. Which I know they still do it, but I'm not sure how much it was. It used to be, I think it was seven quid for a pint of Guinness and a bowl of stew. Oh, they still do, eh? Or still did. Like, I haven't been in in about a year and a half now, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it, proper it was old super... Irish pub thing. Now, we, we both live in Belfast, but Sean and I are very much country boys. So the idea of a pint and yeah. a bowl of stew at the same time probably, I don't know about you, it gives me an erection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much like it. <laughs> I I've been that some boat as well, like, but uh, yeah, fuck, like pints in there were cheap enough as well. I mean, it's about three fifty four pound for a pint, which center of Belfast, you'd think it'd be much much more, but must be doing a good enough turn if they're still that cheap. It's great as well, where you can actually still go into a pub in the city center and get yourself a proper pint because I feel like there's a lot of places around in Belfast, kind of Cathedral Quarter area trying to be a wee bit more upmarket where they'll kind of stir you out for ordering a pint in the first place yeah you're like do you not want anything off the cocktail menu i'm like no i don't want to give you 15 quid for fucking two ingredients <laughs> so give me a pint right now please yeah fuck it. oh just thinking of this one place in particular as well um like it's just like oh mate uh, could i have a dark and stormy and they get on like it's a whole big fucking thing it's like mate it's rum and ginger. <laughs> like, like, get out of it. Like, it, it doesn't need to be fucking 1250. <laughs> yeah, there's no call for this. I remember years ago, there's a great pub in Belfast called the Spaniard Bar. And they used to do, I think it was a fiver for a double dark and stormy. It was fucking <laughs> superb. I remember spending about 20 quid and crawling home because I decided they had eight rums. I was shit faced. Jeez. But here, here's a question for you. For a man who's tried hundreds, literally hundreds of craft beers, if you're in a pub, just in the bar, like with your dad or with the family, and obviously Straban's not a uh, bastion of the other craft beers, what's your what's your go-to pint? If somebody just says, do you want a pint of something, and you're just in a pub, you've no access to all your crafty lo- loveliness, what's your go-to? Uh, so I'm, I'm from Straban, as you know, from his sins. Uh Generally, on the taps down there, you're getting fucking uh, tenants. Um, to be honest, tenants is uh, I it's it's a dark beer, like <laughs> it's dark times. But like there, there's a nice nostalgic taste. Like I don't mind it in a pint. Um, I had it in a can recently, and it took me, I think, about two weeks to drink. <laughs> to, <laughs> to drink eight cans. I was like. I can't do this. Like it's basically self harm. Uh, but uh, there's something nice about sitting with a pint of tenants. You know, like you used to drink when you were a child. Um, but I really miss. Uh, we always, we always say this all the time. I really miss the pint of Smithics when it was just one tap. Um, yes. That would that would be my go to. My granddad's drink was a pint of Smithics and a short of powers every round. He's not fucking He's about. A, he doesn't mess about like he doesn't come to socialize. <laughs> um so yeah, I'd say I'd be happy enough with the pint of tenants. There wouldn't be much much harp and stuff like that drank up there. No, I never, I don't really do the the 
a lager thing I haven't done for a long time. Maybe when I started drinking when I was younger, I would have had a, a pint of Carlsberg, but mine's always been a pint of Smilex because even when I was 18, apparently I drank like a fucking 65 year old man. <laughs> not not the uh not the short chaser though. That's a that's a dying breed of Irish fella. That's that's an owl boy where you think you can drink and then these you know you're shit faced after four hours drinking pints. And these boys have been in the pub all day back in horses drinking pints with a chaser. Oh fuck. I, I remember right. I was out and uh like this girl I was saying years ago. I was down in Newcastle. Um you you know who it is. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll give you a name off air. <laughs> But uh, off air, I'll run the radio. Um, <laughs> fuck this, this lingo. Like, fuck's sake, am I that, am I that mentally challenged that I like check me, check myself and all? Um, what, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we're down, we're down Newcastle and we at a at a christening, and we're drinking pints all day. Lovely day out, and then her dad goes like, "Oh, why don't we head down to fucking." His wee local, so we go down anyway. Um, to have a few wee nightcap kind of pints and like drinking away at the Guinness because that's what he's ordering. He's going like, Oh, round the Guinness for everybody. I'm only about fucking 18, 19 at this stage. Like, I, I've only had about two, three Guinnesses before in my life. Um, but we were drinking them at the same speed as the old boys were drinking them, so that's roughly about six or seven Guinnesses within about two hours. Yeah, um, dangerous game to play like. Speed drinking. So we went back to her house anyway, uh, about to go to bed, and I says, oh, I don't feel well, hey. And without without hesitation, all the Guinness just came right the fuck out on their shoes and all over the, the bedroom floor. Um, and then... The, the joke, like I was chatting there a couple of years ago again, uh, just so we sort of like, well, what's the crack? What are you up to these days? She goes, oh, are you ever going to replace them shoes you were sick over? Hey, <laughs> 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 <I> fucking... <laughs> wild. Wild. I'll never like, live it down. <laughs> like, no, well, you couldn't keep it down, so you might as well not fucking live it down, to be honest. <laughs> no, Guinness, uh, Guinness drunk is a different. Maybe it's maybe it's all stouts. I don't know. We'll we'll you know what we'll do a bit more research when we do stouting about. But Guinness drunk is a whole other beast where you're like I I love a couple of pints of Guinness, but I can't I cannot drink it all day. I would either have oh. I'll have a pint of Guinness if somebody says we're going for a couple of pints. I'll have one or two, but I'll not if I have to drink constantly. It's gonna be pints of Smilex. And then yeah, there's something there's something very dangerous about trying to drink fucking eight or nine of them. You just you get drunk differently. You're full because it's a fucking it's like eating a loaf of bread every time you drink a pint of it. Yeah, it feels very happy. Oh, absolutely, it's tight going like, but it's good gear. But I'm trying to think of what is there anything um anything special of late on the old uh, craft beer because I know you do beer news every time you do an episode. So have you? What do you entertain yourself with in the winters? Because I, I drink a lot of light beers. I'm a lot of pails, a lot of IPAs kind of stuff. Uh, I've actually been... Seasonally? I have, I've actually been drinking a lot of wines recently. Um, Just... Uh, like out of a bag uh, on a street corner? or <laughs> Yeah, just uh, box wine. <laughs> cooking, cooking wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cooking wine. Actually, I remember uh, I was in Andy's house in fucking Glasgow. Uh, first time I met Andy. Um, but we'd run out of drink and there was only like cooking whiskey left. And I was like, ah, fuck, I, I sure will, 
people drink some out there. It's yeah. Fucking rough. <laughs> I didn't even know cooking whiskey existed. Never mind. Hang on, hang on. Drinking. What's cooking whiskey? Is that like, because I know obviously cooking wine has got salt in it. It was originally designed to stop the chefs drinking the wine, basically. So there's a, obviously, because when you cook with it, the salt gets cooked off. But it was basically to stop boys drinking all the fucking wine. Because if you just give somebody a bottle of wine, tell them to cook with it, they're going to get drunk instead. <laughs> I know I am anyway. But yeah. What the fuck is cooking whiskey? I don't even know. I, I don't even know if it does exist. Um, it could have been a joke, to be fair. Like, I was, it could have been taking the piss out of me. But I thought a wee. Uh, I don't know, it says. I did a wee Google there. It says Ray whiskey. Ray whiskey. Oh, that'd be what you get in America. That's your kind of bourbons and stuff because they don't have. They use rye and. Oh, what is it? It's basically ingredients they couldn't get to make whiskey. So the same way we make whiskey in Scotland and Ireland, they're not able to grow some of those, or they don't over in America. So they do your bourbons and your, which is like a sweet whiskey anyway. Not really my yeah. deal. If I'm gonna do spirits, yeah, I, I really do drink like a fucking old fella. If it's not a pint of Guinness <laughs> or a pint of Smilex, I like whiskey. So that's if I'm just having one or two. I don't I don't drink that too many of them because actually. Uh, the worst thing happened to me last year was not the global pandemic, was my cousin's wedding in England and the hangover after because I was drinking pints of Guinness in a place that never had Guinness in before. They got a keg of Guinness in just oh. for the wedding. So, you know, they definitely didn't have that set up properly. Probably the wrong gas and all sorts of stuff. The pints look like shite. And then <laughs> I, t- I basically taught one of the English barmen how to pour the pint properly or as good as he was going to get out of it. And then he was suddenly my best mate. So when I was ordering whiskey later on in the evening when it was blocked, he was free pouring them. And... Uh, I think the next day, the first time I was able to keep something down was about half eight at night in the airport when I had a Burger King. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, like, I oh, got up Burger the next King. day, I couldn't keep water down. I couldn't keep my breakfast down. My brother bought me a pint for the cure. I vomited it up as well. I got two sips into the pint before <laughs> I puked again. Have you ever, if you ever vomit when you're, if you ever vomit beer when you're hungover as well, it's like warm and f- fizzy. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Uh, the carbonization is fucking terrible like it comes out your nose and all and it's, yeah. it's so grim it was a top actually, 10 hangover i uh i actually broke my golden rule uh well not my golden rule i didn't fucking make it up but uh last january when i went over for the the snowboarding holiday in bansko um so i always says never have guinness abroad um just something that's been passed down <laughs> three generations of uh, irish men and women don't be drinking the Guinness abroad. Yeah. So I was over there. I was having a fantastic time. I thought, you know what? Fucking let's let her hair down. Let's, let's try the, the abroad Guinness. Let's go to an Irish pub and just fucking see, see what the crack is. See, like, what can go wrong? So I went down there anyway and ordered the Guinness. Sean, what see, could go wrong? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's it. I wish I had like a film crew follow me because I, uh, it was just, it was just textbook. Everything I'd ever read or heard about, uh, like Irish pubs and Guinness abroad, like this is what this was. So landed in, ordered the Guinness. She pours it straight, holds the glass like just straight up. Uh, like you don't even pour pints like that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so on it goes anyway like straight up and almost near the top like about a wee bit above the the harp you know the way you stop uh just below the harp when you're pouring the guinness so you can top it up after sort of thing yeah 
but she stopped just a wee bit above the harp and I was like, oh, fuck, well, you know, we, we might be okay here. So she lets, lets it sit. I was like, all right, she's letting it sit. So that's a good sign at the very least. Good start. But it was on the counter, counter like it tapped the counter and she packed it back up again <laughs> and filled it. I'm like, no, what's happening? Like, just let, just, I'm not going anywhere. I'll wait. <laughs> like, yeah. Worst, the worst pint I've ever seen being poured. Um, so two stories. Number one, a brilliant pint because it was imported from Dublin. I went to a place in the little Asian country of uh, Laos or Laos, however you pronounce it. Laos. Um, <laughs> La- La- I was in there. Um, I was in there, and in this wee place, we found a place called Gary's. What was it? Gary's Irish Bar. Gary was a guy from Cork. He worked with a guy from Kerry, and the guy who was pulling pints was a lad from Tyrone. And I asked for a, a wee mini Guinness because it was roasting hot, so you weren't going to be able to drink a pint. So I got a wee half Guinness, which is the first time I've ever done that, just for the pure temperature. And the boy was like, "I oh, we get these from 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 Dublin. We get them sent over. It costs us a fortune in import. Fucking lovely. Absolutely, really, really well done. The guy was good, knew what he was doing, looked after the place. Great pint. Very, very nice. In flip of that, when I lived in Canada, I was in Ontario. I got taken to a place called Sault Ste. Marie which is a town away up in the eastern parts of Ontario. It's where Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player, played his junior hockey for the, huh. for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, which was the name of the team. So we're up there anyway, or the Sioux to give it its, its thing. Um, while I was working up there, somebody was like, we should take down to a bar. And I thought, cool, they're going to take me to like a local bar. I'll see what it's like. Uh, and obviously thinking they were doing the right thing, they took me to an Irish bar. Took me to a place called, it was called the Harp Bar, but it, it looked like a fucking school classroom. I was like, what exactly is it? I'll tell you how I'll tell you how bad of an Irish bar it was. Traditional Irish fare on the menu, pasta. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the, the classic. This guy's this guy's working behind the bar, Canadian guy. I I was like, fuck you, a Guinness tap. I says, I give it a blast here. You know, I'm looking around, I couldn't really see. Obviously, warning bells should have been when I didn't see anybody else with a pint of Guinness in their hand. I was looking around, <laughs> and being like, oh, fuck. So I says, I'll give it a blast anyway. And I says, you might, hey, a pint of Guinness, please. He whips out a Guinness glass. I was like, right, number one, good start. He then <laughs> he then sets the glass flat on the wee drip tray, turns the tap on, and turns around to start watching the, the baseball game that's on TV. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, I reached across the bar and turned the tap off. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? And he turned around and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> We're just... <laughs> Asked each other what the other one was doing for about 15 minutes. Um, yeah, fucking disgraceful. Because he was he just poured it flat. And I was like, you've never done this before. And then I'm just like, I'm in someone else's country telling them something. But I'm I, at the same point, I'm, I'm pointing out that this is this is almost a hate crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. Like, <laughs> a crime against Ireland. I was like, do you not have what reps I... that show you how to fucking do this? <laughs> I fucking... Uh, I remember that that pint I had anyway, because... Uh, just sitting there, just on the on the first sip, before, like, oh god, just just trying to think back and how terrible it looked as well. Um, so it was just all black, and there was no head on it. It looked like a fucking pint of buckfast, like. Yeah. Um. So it went in for a wee taste anyway, and it just tasted a pure bleach, um, because they're obviously using far too much cleaning solution in the lines, as some places tend to do. Yeah. But uh, but it was fucking shocking. Like the next day, then I woke up and 
I was feeling a wee bit rubby, but it was like, you know what? I had other stuff to drink as well. It's not just the Guinness. Um, so then <laughs> I went up a mountain and went into the toilet. Uh, just let's just say I was pissing out my arse. Oh, Jesus, Sean. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, I had to, I had to have a half day snowboarding that day. So it was grim, but I blame the Guinness. Like it was terrible. You weren't, you weren't wild one bit. That's fucking horrendous. Yeah, it was bad, bad experience. So lesson learned: never have a Guinness abroad. <laughs> Oh my God, I've had that. Well, I, I mean, I worked in I worked in the bar in Australia that was the biggest seller of Guinness in Australia for like seven years in a row. JB O'Reilly's in Perth, which actually turned 20 the other day. They did a brilliant promotion. Normally a pint's about, probably about $10 up in Australia. They were doing a thing where it was the price that it was 28 years ago, whenever they opened. So it was $5 for a pint. Oh, class. Probably about three pounds. Still, still dear by our, our, still appropriate price by our, by our standards, but obviously the cost level over there is much dearer. But what um have you got? Have you got any plans? Any any of your the breweries you're going to first? Like where where's where's feasible to get to f- to record an episode or to basically go on the beer? Uh there's there's quite a few because like we we're chatting away to like Kevin from Hellstone. I think it was because they're they're based up outside. Uh, fuck, where is it? Is it somewhere outside Derry? Um, but that's that's quite handy to get to. So hopefully, all go well. Maybe able to get up and get a chat to him because he was on about uh, like actually getting hands on with the brewing process and stuff like that. So I thought, fuck me, it'll be really interesting. It'd be good to have a go and actually see um, it because I've been to I've been to the the Kinniger Brewery and watched them make beer and it's fucking fascinating. Brilliant! I'd love to do it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's very good. Um, even stuff so like yeah, turning hopefully... turn the mash and all. It's class. Our class, I'd love to see that. I um, so maybe go up there and then Bullhouse have moved into Belfast as well. Obviously, they're big uh, tap rooms, so maybe like forgive them a shout after lockdown, get over and get a chat as well. Maybe do a nice wee video thing. We could crack. Yeah. Can I come too? Yeah, 100%. Sweet, because I can actually, like, if we manage to get drunk on the bike road, I could probably walk home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unreal, like. I'd be all right. No, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you've got, I'm glad you've at least got plans because obviously our, our constant fucking thing about locking down and then opening up again is kind of weird and pubs seem to be taking the brunt of the stuff. So, but I suppose there's a lot more, a lot more drinking at home so you can still cre- keep creating content for the, the blog. If nothing else, you're probably fucking busier because there's a lot less nipping in the town for pints. So you're going and uh, trying out all the new stuff, especially as well. I mean, I, I went and got myself for New Year's I went and grabbed um, seven or eight cans and I got like, you know, one of each. I didn't just buy a load of cans because there's nothing nicer than actually sitting, having a wee beer. I'm a beer, my, my beer delivery, which I get every month, arrived the other day and it's a special from Melbourne, which is class. Oh, yeah. live there. So I'm fucking excited. <laughs> fucking class. Uh, nice wee uh, trip down memory lane for yourself, like. Nice wee trip down memory lane whenever I'm fit to drink. So I might I might leave it for an hour, week or two myself because I'm still knackered walking up and down stairs, but... Oh, not all right. Metal, uh, yeah, I think the the thing about like the the beer blogs and stuff like that is like you drink you drink and review four beers. That's a month worth of content, really. Um, no, actually, 
because <laughs> I have to do two a week <laughs> so it's Monday so the, the reviews come out Monday and Wednesday uh, every week and then uh, the podcast drops every Friday so three beers a week um, but as I say since it's all in the house now you can just grab a pile of cans from like uh, the Lexa Vineyard or uh, Wine Company on Omer Road um, or actually Marks and Spencer in town sometimes have a nice wee like selection as well yeah, there's a lot of people who are really catching on to the craft beer thing, which is kind of cool because it means it's a bit more, bit more available, which is good because I can get if I'm ever just going for a couple of cans, and uh, it's kind of weird as well because I have this thing where if I'm going, if I'm going to a bar, I don't want to be drinking cans because I can do that in the house, so I want something on tap. But if I'm heading into town, and as you say, I'll grab, maybe go to Marxies and grab something like a Camden Pale. You know, there's there's craft breweries that are being sold nationwide in supermarkets so go check them out don't be afraid to try new things as well people because there's some fucking fantastic beers out there and i think once you start getting into it when you do enjoy it maybe you realize somehow how realize how much you've been drinking sort of just very kind of watery lagers yeah a lot in your life i think think that's uh something i was thinking about recently was like an article I want to do, or maybe like a wee video or something like that, is yeah. uh, like the whole ethos of cans across the world is to talk about craft beer in an accessible way. Because um, the, the thing I very quickly learned about it is there's a massive, like, really uh, helpful community. Like, when I went, uh, I think, it was, was it last summer or the summer before? I can't fucking remember. <laughs> but basically one of the summers I went out to Ballhouse and I did a podcast with Willie and uh, Mick just in the actual old, their old premises. Um, but I was pure nervous going out there. I was like, oh, fuck, these boys are experts. You know, they're uh, like, I'm not going to be able to talk to them because they're going to be like, you know, like they do this for a living. I'm just a big fan, a beer writer kind of thing went out and they were, they were the nicest people um just fuck it like just i was just settled straight away and that's the kind of like method message i want to put across some cans across the world as well um so i think what i want to do is like this uh like a roadmap to how to get into craft beer sort of thing like what beers you can check out that are going to be similar to what you like anyway so like we were talking about like what would you grab in a bar if there's no craft? Um, so if you drink Tenants all the time, like, oh, I can recommend you like Punk APA by BrewDog because that's crafty, but it's not too far away from the taste of Tenants. Like it's a bit sharp and it's a high percentage <laughs> as yeah. well sort of thing. That was one of the big things that I used to do when I pulled pints in the Northern Lights which is a, a great craft beer bar on the Omer Road in Belfast. When I worked there, one of the things that we had to do that went for people who were new to craft beer, that maybe maybe their mate when you need to meet them for a pint, people come in and say, What do you have? And I'm like, that's our our you know our 18 taps up there. And then people would say, Fuck, I don't know any of these. And then I would say to them, Well, let me tell you, or let me ask you, I'd be like, What what do you normally drink? And then I would try and find them some sort of comparable where they're trying something new, but you're not trying to scare people. No one's gonna say uh, I normally drink Rockshore and I'm like I dead on here's a jungle because they're not going to come back from drinking a fucking big heavy stouty beer yeah 
So I'm like, right, well, let me get you something comparable. Brilliant. Like, uh, uh, when you were working on Northern Nights, uh, oh, sorry, should we do names? Well, we, <laughs> or, do, we that... do names in the positive because I don't have anything bad to say about Northern Nights. I love my time there and I work with a really good team yeah. of people. And actually what we did for, for craft beer and trying to get people into the, the scene of things was great. And it's really nice yeah. to meet people from the breweries whenever they come see you and bring you new beers because craft beer is this really weird thing. It's kind of like punk rock where people are in competition, but they're all very friendly to each other. Yeah, they are. Eh? No. Yeah, it's quite um, it's quite strange where they're just like, you are technically speaking competition, but they realize they're trying to build an entire community and make it bigger for everybody. So it's great. Yeah. I, I, I pure love Northern Nights. Like anytime I go in, um, like it, it's just like the the staff uh they're happy enough to just sit and chat to you about what it is like what each beer is and yeah uh talk about your recommendations and stuff as well same in like Alexa vineyard um and all these sort of crafty places like even if you're standing looking in a fridge and you're filled up your basket with cans or whatever somebody coming over going oh uh, well what are you on what are you, what are you after the day and all what's what's in your basket yeah um that sort of thing and it's that sort of like uh sort of like communal kind of chat thing that's that's lovely about craft beer as well see i think that's good as well because if you do that in a craft beer shop and somebody says oh what are you on you're just like showing them the beers you're having whereas if you're just walking down the street in belfast and somebody says what are you on the answer is going to be glue you know what i mean so... <laughs> yeah <laughs> normally i'd say the train station too yeah that's true as when, well. uh, junkies <laughs> always need to know what time it is <laughs> yeah that's true as well you're like wait where are you going and hang on <laughs> But um, no, it's cool, man. I think uh, I mean we're, we can only recommend Belfast, and but I'm trying. I know from like being up in Derry from birthday, there's the Dopey Dick up there, which is one of the local breweries, and they do some Walt really City. Stuff. You've got yeah, Walt City Brewery. I was up there. I was up there dying of a hangover, and still felt great, even though I drank a tasting paddle. It was lovely. Uh, Kenegar out in Donegal, which is another fantastic brewery. Yeah, there's some. The, the brilliant thing is as well. I mean, Irish people are famous around the world for drinking. We literally do make some fucking phenomenal beer. Yeah, like yeah, you don't have I mean, to look. There, you don't have to more... look too far in this country. <laughs> like, uh, there's more and more all the time as well. Yeah, um, and you're finding that a lot of people are getting started just out of their garage. Um, like Alexa Bullhouse, for example. Like, I think uh, Willie's first beer was P45. He called it, <laughs> but uh, it was like a tongue-in-cheek thing because he had just left his job. And that was that was the name of the beer, just P45. But uh, there's the likes of Lakata up in Port Rush, um, who do fucking unreal stuff. Like uh, Michael's Barefoot. Do you ever have that? I don't think so. It's like it's like a, a mango APA. Like Very absolutely cool. gorgeous. I like, um, and then there's it's so mad as well, because especially up that part of the world, you've got Lakata, then you've got Lakini. Which is up uh, near Balahi, isn't it, in Derry? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Heaney home place, and then you've got one of my favourites is Beer Hut down near Kilkeel and More Mountains Brewery as well. Oh fuck, they're they're both great. Like there's uh, one by Beer Hut called Two Flare. Um, I think I think I might have been guest tap in Northern Lights one time as well. I think that's where I first tried it. Uh, they could have. Maybe a guest, guest keg or something like that. But it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it was a DAPA, and 
roughly about nine or ten percent, I think. Jesus. Yeah. So they're they're only doing like a three quarter glass of it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something Sean does better than me, which is the uh, the higher percentage stuff. Because I remember going to meet you lads one time when you were recording an episode, and you, we were drinking like a three percent, and I was like, "This is gorgeous. <laughs> this is a lovely session beer." And you're like, "Yeah, we reviewed two nine percenters before you got here." <laughs> No, it was uh, so one of them. One of them, I remember that day. One of them was uh, Galway Bay Sam's Juice, which is twelve and a half percent. that was a fun, That was a great day. That's one of the days where, uh, like, we were like, "Oh, let's go to the park with a bunch of cans, and we'll just record a couple of episodes." Um, that's back in the day when we do like four episodes back to back. It was crazy, like yeah. Now the, now the clever man would have recorded the three percent at first, yeah, and, and, and up worked there. up to it. But yeah, no, just straight into the twelve. Like, <laughs> no, we were just sitting there going, "What? Well, what do we have next? Oh, what about the strongest fucking one we have?" <laughs> 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 but only it's only one p.m. Who cares? <laughs> get it down. Yeah. But before I let you go, I have to ask you though, is there anything you haven't reviewed yet that you want to get your hands on or anything that's a wee bit more special and sort of harder to to get? Is there any sort of limited editions you would like to get your hands on to do a review for? If it, Just in case anybody's listening from many local breweries and you want to send cans across the world a few bottles, <laughs> get the name uh, out there. I think like uh, I've been really digging, I've been digging the likes of like, uh, like you say, Beer Hut and Modest Brewing as well. I've been loving their stuff. Um, I I just want to I just want a beer festival again. I think yes, please. So if we can do like if the local breweries could get together and do a virtual beer t- beer festival, like the likes of um, was it Beer Fifty Two had the beer festival pack or Cyber I can't Fest, remember. Yeah. I did one of them, which uh, was very very good. Yeah, I did one of them, but Irish brewers. Um, that'd be class. I'd absolutely love that. Like just a, like an online tasting thing, because like one of the things uh, cans across the world were supposed to be doing like this summer, um, this summer. But <laughs> every time you say this summer, but um, we're going to be on the uh, the podcast panel at Belfast's first ever like podcast festival, um, and the idea was to do like a beer tasting where. It was going to be like uh, upstairs in one of the bars. So maybe we'd rent out the Sunflower or Northern Lights as part of the festival. And you come along and we all try the beer at the same time as you. Sweet. Um, but only it's like a live podcast format format as well. If so you want to hear, if you want to hear a good laugh, it was something that I actually petitioned, which was I had the idea and I, I will still do it. So actually, this is a good way of getting the old intellectual property out there. My idea, fuck you, uh, was to do like a, a comedy bar crawl. Oh, cool. So you get it, you get a beer and basically an act in every bar and we'll crawl up the road, basically do that. So do it over three or four pubs, make it a gig that's like two and a half hours long. We did that. I used to do a, a Berlin thing in at the uh, Perth Fringe Festival. I used to present a show for a mate of mine, two, two dudes I knew, uh, Lee and Ronan, really nice promoters that used to get me to do this thing called Beer Tasting with a Comedian, where we would do beer tastings and you'd be doing jokes in between. There was games to play and we would do all the tasting notes and stuff. It was fucking great. So, yeah, similar idea, but I, I like what you're coming from, which is you guys host a live tasting. That'd be good. Yeah, I that, that's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty incredible because like, I remember going to, uh, what do you call it, the Salty Dog in Bangor. Um, 
have like a monthly a beer club as well. It's free. Uh, so, but, you know, the hotel's got a bit of money about it so they can afford it. <laughs> but you go in and there's a different brewer like doing a, a beer beer and food tasting menu sort of thing. That's class. And it was incredible. Uh, so I'd love to do something like that there, maybe after lockdown and stuff, but we'll see where we go. Okay, local local pubs and local breweries definitely get in touch with uh, Sean or Neil at Cans Across <laughs> the World because if you've got it, he'll drink it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if it's a ton of glass. Like, I actually keep... Uh, so, probably notice I've been drinking my wee, my wee lime juice fucking thing. But I keep going to reach for the candle. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta be careful not to, not to drink the fucking Yankee candle there. <laughs> yeah, you, th- you think I'd put the, the juice far away from the candle, but no, nah, put it directly beside it. <laughs> what did it taste like? It tastes like third degree burns. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I was like, don't, hey man, don't kick shame, but. Yeah. Well, here, um, before I let you go, where do we find you? Where's all the, the social medias for people that want to go check out the, the blogs and the the content? Uh, so we're on kansascrosstheworld.com. Got beer reviews coming out every Monday and Wednesday, and then the podcast on Friday as well, which uh, podcast just different guest, uh, sometimes just me. So if that's your fucking thing, get on it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> but uh, you can find us on Twitter at C-A-T-W blog, uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cans Across the World. And on Instagram as well is just Cans Across the World. Because I'm very adventurous like that. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> I know. It's funny as well because it's like, if you want to hear me review beer, sounds way nicer than if you want to hear Colgy drinking on his own. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, uh, oh, fuck it. It's, it's, ha- it's good that uh, now that there's a lockdown, he's sitting drinking cans in the house on his own. Uh, oh, not yeah. Worry. It's not like, worrying at all. Yeah. This, this is only a recent thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking of, um, I might have a weekend later. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> no problem. There you go. I've inspired you to go and be productive today after having to talk to me. That's that. Sean, I am going to let you go because I am running out of voice because I'm still fucking in recovery mode, which is pure grim. So, folks, check out Sean <laughs> at Cans Across the World. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, the usual crack, like, share, subscribe, especially to all your beer-loving buddies. This could be a, this could be a gateway podcast to the harder stuff, <laughs> Cans Across the World. <laughs> Sean, thanks very much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure. No problem. Take care, sir. And uh, I will get you for a beer whenever we're able to actually sit at least two meters apart and have a beer. Okay, buddy? Hey. All right. See you later, man. All right, lads. Slana, you? Take care of yourself. <laughs> Bye-bye.